So welcome to today's episode. Today we have a very special guest here. Her name is Laura Waldman. Laura Waldman is known as the Abundance Activator. She's an abundant business mentor, conscious wealth coach, and a healer for over 18 years. She's also the author of the book, Money Manifestation Mastery. Welcome on here, Lara. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Do you want to experience the full potential of your sexual energy, deep intimacy in your relationship, and how it feels like to truly be in your power as a man? Can you hear the world's desperate calling for conscious, heart-centered men to rise to the occasion? Then welcome to the Heart of a King podcast, where you will find the clarity, guidance, and tools that will empower you to do what it truly takes to live a life of freedom, fulfillment, and bliss. Lara and I have been talking about this topic of money manifestation, of course, but also the relation to it, to sexuality and our intimate relationships. How in the first place did you get into this whole world of healing and money work? Yeah, so I feel like they this work got into me. It wasn't something I consciously chose. Um, I thought I was going to be an actress. And so I started meditating. And what started happening to me in meditation is I started to get these visions and downloads that, to be honest, at the time did really scare me because I didn't really understand what was happening. But I remember one day I was I had my eyes closed and I was in a deep meditation. And I saw in front of my mind's eye, you are a healer. And in that moment, I remember collapsing onto my bed in the fetal position, sobbing my head off because I knew in that moment I wasn't going to be an actress. And I knew whatever this message was, was right. And I didn't quite know what it meant, but very quickly I stumbled across this healing course. And that first day of that healing course, I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. And I went on that journey for about 10 years before the money work came in. And in a very similar way, <laughs> the message came in that I needed to speak about money and abundance to particularly to business owners, entrepreneurs, heart-led business owners and entrepreneurs in particular. And the message came through that we need to bring more money into the hands of heart-led people. But that was after the money work came in after I had just started waking up my journey with money because I completely unconsciously rejected money, which I hadn't realized until I started getting the message that I need to start working with money. So I've been, I would call it divinely guided into healing work and money work. I wouldn't have chosen it. <laughs> I'd be probably <laughs> acting and doing something very different. <laughs> Beautiful. So that's already the first bridge you were building there, like the spiritual or conscious heart led people with the money work, because there's often already there, there's often a gap, right? There's some that money, there's resistance to money, like you said yourself, or there's like a misperception of it, or like it would be something non-spiritual. What is money for you? What does it mean? For me, money is energy. Well, we've also come kind of, it's sort of a human creation. We've created money and in a way that the way it was created i feel like our whole financial system was created with an abuse of power um and you know benefiting a, a small percentage of people and that's why i feel really passionate about us transforming but money itself i see as a neutral energy and i and i experience it as an amplifier so mm. whatever you've got going on <laughs> money amplifies it if you're True. 
if you're an asshole, like you maybe become more of an asshole. If you're like a good person that wants to help people, that gets amplified. So I see money as an amplifier, but of course, whatever our beliefs are around money and our relationship with money really creates our perception of money and also our experience of it. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. And over the course of your work then with money, right, there was at some point this insight coming in that sexuality seems to be linked to that in some way. So how did that come about that you discovered that link? Yes, again, <laughs> I was not looking for this. So yeah. I started my journey with money very privately, very personally. I wasn't, it took me a lot of years before I started working professionally with money. But on my own personal journey, what I started being shown was all around my marriage and my relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, it was around intimacy and also around sexual energy. And it really, it confused me at first. I didn't understand. I was saying, no, no, I'm trying to work on money here. I'm not trying to work on sex and intimacy and love. And over time and also working with many clients, what was extraordinary to me is the connection between when we're doing heart, you know, conscious wealth, let's call it, or yeah. heart-led money, We need to be looking at our relationship with love, our relationship with intimacy and our relationship with our sexual energy. And, you know, that has been so suppressed. Let's say healthy sexual energies, just like healthy money flows have been very suppressed. And yeah. so part yeah. of realigning into kind of healthy wealth, <laughs> if you will, seems to be around our kind of healthy, health, finding a healthy relationship with our sexuality. So sex, love and money, they dance together. Hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> That might be the, the title of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we dive a bit deeper into this link, I would like to touch on, I see sexual energy to be the most powerful force in existence as that's my personal perception of it. And money is also a medium of, of power in the world. It's like both of these these energies are hugely powerful and kind of determine how much power we have in the world, whether we own them and we have them or not, or we are disempowered. So there's not an accident that there's so many blockages around these topics and most people are not in their power in either their sex life or in their, in their wealth. Yeah. And I've really witnessed that working with entrepreneurs and business owners as well, that you can also be financially successful, for example, but also have you know, real is issues around your intimacy or your sex life or fulfillment in that area, or also maybe vice versa, right? You can maybe have a good, healthy sex life, but your financial flows aren't really there. To me, this is all about power. I think we have we have very few healthy examples of, mm. of being like healthy power, like what that actually looks like. The same with, with sex money, we have a history of so much violence um, and, you know, dominating particularly the masculine or the feminine, And so very shadowy, a very shadowy relationship to sex and money. So I feel like we don't have very good examples of what that looks like in a kind of a healthy, empowered way. Mm. Um, so my whole thing is like reclaiming our power um, yes. and through, but it has to be done. We have a lot of healing to do, right? We have a lot of transforming to do to kind of heal those wounded systems where there's a lot of trauma and generational trauma. It's not just from yes. our own life. It's It's all it's historical trauma. We have a lot, we have a lot of cleaning up to do. Let's just say, But reclaiming our power in a way that's heart, body, and earth aligned. That's sort of my big passion. Is so we're using that power, we're using our money, we're using our sexual energy in a way that's life giving rather than life taking. 
Yes. That's the dream anyways. That's the dream. Yeah, that's also the, the era we're moving into, I feel. And it's, I think, new positive examples of this are evolving and are becoming more visible and becoming more frequent. Like you say, we are on our journey of healing and inner growth that at some point brings those people that come from like a heart soul aligned place a divine connection into their power into financial wealth into using their sexual energy for good and also for manifestation of course it's still possible for someone to be in their power financially but not have a good sex life or for someone to have a good sex life but not have their finances together yet that's possible but still i see to be there an intrinsic link Between those energies, they even show up in the same energy centers in the root chakra and the sacral chakra. It's like all these themes about finances, relationships, sexuality, creativity. I mean, you're also, how do you say, clairvoyant, right? Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm a a bunch of Claire's. I'm a clairvoyant. I can sort of see and feel and perceive um, what's going on in a person's energy system that yeah. that's creating their current situation, what needs to be shifted to get them into alignment. And what, what was want. your clairvoyant perception of sexual energy being linked to someone's finances not being abundant? What was something you could sense there in general, like a theme that was allowing someone to really get more into manifesting wealth linked to the sexual energy? Really, really good question. So I just actually just want to kind of backtrack what we're saying before in terms of someone can have money, but not have a healthy sex life. It doesn't mean their relationship with money is a good one. It just means you can have it, but it's not necessarily feeding you. Mm. Right. So it kind of comes from this ego wounded place. It's not actually fulfilling. So I'm really interested in True. fulfillment <laughs> because I grew up in wealth and I grew up around a lot of money and, and still felt this sort of lack, scarcity, not enough. Mm. And so I'm like, what's the point of all this? What are we doing here <laughs> right? if, we're yeah. not, if we're not enjoying our life, if we're not really being alive? So True. it's a good question. Each, each person is unique. So everyone has their own makeup. But definitely in terms of in terms of being able to manifest first and, and to create the kind of finances, intimate love life, sex life that you truly desire, we need to go down usually into what I call the money blocks or abundance blocks. And you were mm-hmm. saying I, I experienced this all in the sacral chakra, base chakras as well, the whole that whole belly area. And what I find with most people is we have in there shame and pain. And these are aspects that we've been cut off from, separated from, disconnected from. And it's usually from some kind of trauma where we weren't held in love and safety, where we weren't fully received, fully loved, fully honored, fully seen for who we are. And so we've created these schisms, like this sort of separation where we've ended up abandoning a part of ourselves because in a sense we've been abandoned, sometimes in a very overt ways abusive ways and sometimes in very covert subtle ways the journey of like stepping back into manifesting for me is a reclaiming or a reconnecting to the parts of ourselves that haven't really essentially been held in love so mm-hmm. we need to go into the pain and go into the shame and this is the thing that i think human beings find really hard to do and we have so much all these barriers of protection around you know the very area we need to go in to transform our reality and that needs to be held in a lot of safety and a lot of love and it's 
immensely vulnerable, as you know so well, right? It's so vulnerable. And we don't want to go there because, you know, last time we were vulnerable, that felt really unsafe. And so it's a powerful journey of, yeah, vulnerability, you know, needing to feel safe, needing to feel like trusting in yourself and trusting in the process to go and reclaim these parts. And then we click back in, you know, once we have the, the courage to go through the trauma, through the pain, and then we start to meet, it's like this power, this energy, this life force that yeah. knows how to create. It's like, so yeah. amazing to me. Like <laughs> it's this the deeper parts of ourselves, right, that are just hidden underneath the pain, underneath those layers. I get two images. One, an image I get a lot is like a prisoner being like locked away in the dungeons. And it's like a process of going down and, you know, setting that prisoner free, that part of the self, bringing it up to mm -hmm. the light of day and, and then helping that prisoner sort of reintegrate back into life. So it's that aspect of ourselves that been locked away or punished or shamed or cast out. That's one image I get. The other image I get quite a lot is a, is a dragon in a cave. So the cave is like deep and dark. We don't know what's in there. And there's this big beast like protecting all the wealth in the cave <laughs> and the journey is to go in to be courageous go into the darkness meet the dragon and then learn how to be a dragon tamer or a dragon rider like learn how to sort of merge with the dragon and then the wealth and her riches of the cave are revealed those are the mm. two images that get yeah. pretty what's the analogy. dragon what's the beast in that context for me it's our power for me the, the dragon's the power and then when i've done it particularly for myself it's like me learning to ride the dragon is like my inner child the creative, joyful, like learning how to ride this huge, powerful being, or it's like a beast, you know, and the two merging. So sensitivity, creativity, vulnerability, and this immense power that can burn, you know, it can like the dragon can, but it's also protection to be the dragon, dragons yeah. are sort of protection and wealth. Um, so they're just, they're just little analogies or little kind of archetypes that come yeah. up a lot. True. It reminded me of the warrior archetype in the male psychology now. It's like also it can be very destructive or it can be just protective and standing for love or standing for what's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's combining our sensitivity with our power and also not being afraid of our power or ashamed of it because also our sexuality is our power. So to, to really own that and kind of like integrate that part. Yeah, 100%. And for me, you know, power is similar to fire, you know, just just what you said, you know, fire can burn the house down and kill and destroy, or yeah. the fire can heat our home and cook our food and be like a beautiful fireplace to sit around. And, and for me, what I see is we're so we're disconnected from the heart, and we've been cut off from our sensitivity. So we then have a power that's not sensitive, it's not tuned in, which allows us to, you know, hurt, harm, destroy, devastate life on this planet, where if we're really connected to our sensitivity, and our, our vulnerability, we understand then our impact that this power, you know, our impact, right, the impact we have on ourselves and on each yeah. other. So this is something I feel we need. It's like I'm calling it heart led power, heart aligned power, power that's informed and led by the by the you could call it like the feminine guiding the masculine or you could call it our the power that's nurturing this the vulnerability and it's somehow we need to kind of come back into connection so we're not burning the house down you know we are yeah using it consciously 
true. I recently listened to a conversation that Wim Hof was having, and he was also speaking about that all people that do really cruel things, you know, like, I don't know, who murder people or abuse children are also not that drastic things. It's just completely out of the heart. It's like this disconnection from the heart, disconnection from any empathy and feeling and interconnectivity to others and sensitivity. I get this visual just now, like, remembering that we were speaking about this once about this connection of the head with the heart and also the genitals the root center the, the sexual energy how powerful that is and how the heart can lead and guide this power in a very constructive and healing way yeah and it's something i i talk about still a lot you know head you know it's like head heart heart or yeah head heart groins you know the loins where our sexual energy is and coming back into alignment coming back into connection i sometimes see because because we hold so much shame in those lower centers and then our head is sort of disconnected from our body then our head is like it's like disconnected from the earth isn't it? it's disconnect from life it is, it is. and it's that the heart is like the center of our being and it's like where really the core of our being arises i feel and this also the reason this podcast is named heart of a king and not like head of a king or whatever if a king or any ruler is leading from this place or any powerful being it's gonna serve you know if you're really gonna be guided by the heart which just has this ability to be unified with the whole just a much higher intelligence than the mind could ever have it's like the mind is more like this computer this tool that can calculate and organize and stuff but it's not the leader it's a good servant but not a good king or leader and also in tantra and in the sacred sexuality that I teach is also like the heart is intrinsically linked to the genitals and the sexuality. And it's like, it can't really be at its fullest expression without the heart at all. It's more like the heart is, is leading it. Yes, definitely. It's so powerful what you're saying. And again, because I've been in the world of money disconnected from heart, and mm. then I've been in the world of spirituality that's disconnected from the lower centers. It's exactly. really interesting because I was all, I was very open from heart, you know, up in these higher centers, super spiritual, right? But I had completely cut off from my lower centers, mm. which had a lot of, of negative effects on my physical reality. For me, it's really just about the bridge. You know, I feel like the heart's the bridge. It's this beautiful yeah. bridge between the head and the lower centers. You can be all love and light, but you're totally ungrounded. And and when you're just in in the heart, but not in the, you know integrated in the body, then I don't feel we're as effective as humans, and we're not really grounded in the world. So I'm really interested yeah. about more people being really grounded, so we can make actual effective change in the world that's my big passion at the minute anyway mm. um, and i've been you know, in the spiritual like high dimensions i've been in there for a long time and found that you know it's positive and it did, did a lot and it was a really important part of my healing journey because i had so much trauma i wasn't ready to go in and down into the body so it, it was like a journey of connecting up feeling safe to then be like, right, my guidance was like, and we're going down and we're going down and in and we're going into the trauma now. And yeah. um, so it's okay. We go through different stages and phases of what we're ready for. But for me, it's just so important to um, merge both, yeah, yeah, on every level. To really, to really create, to really be in our creative power, to really manifest and to be fully alive here, right? Like yes, in this body. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. sexual energy is our life force energy. So if we cut off from it, it's not going to be, we're not going to really feel alive. We're not going to really no. live life and experience it to the fullest. 
No, no, and there's there's a lot, you know, I think for me, it's really important we bring a lot of like compassion and patience in, you know, you know, we've both done a huge amount of work. I've done a huge amount of work on these areas and it, and it takes time as well, but it's sort of realizing it's not bad. I think there's so much shame around money and sex and there's so much pain around money and sex. And partly it's about just realizing there is a beautiful way to do this. There is a way to do this yeah. that's really in harmony and serving rather than where a lot of us have just experienced very negative, destructive, like, you know, abusive relationships, perhaps even with sex and money. Yeah. And it is so natural actually to be experiencing abundance. And it's also naturally to be experiencing bliss, sexual bliss yeah. as well. It's just our natural states of being. It's just, we've been disconnected from it and disempowered in a way, but now we do have the power. I feel to step-by-step step, take that back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it might take time and just holding that vision of like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm not quite sure how yet, but, you know, kind of making a choice to come back into healthy relationship in a sense with everything. Because I feel this money and sex work is really about how we're being and living in every area of life, right? It's, yeah. it's um, just this area. It really highlights where the healing is needed, I feel. Yeah. Um, you can't really bypass so easily with sex yeah. and money. You have to it's go down and in. True. And it's also both very physical and obvious. You know, it's like whether that's flowing or not. Like, can you just see it in numbers or experience it physically? So it's like, yeah. it's very like. <laughs> yeah, very obvious. <laughs> yeah, there's no, exactly. There's no lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it's that honesty also you spoke about, you know, like, and that willingness, that courage to really go into the vulnerability, go in and through the pain instead of trying to work around it. I think the only true way I found in my journey of healing, awakening, and also unlocking these parts of my life is really to go in and through the discomfort and not to try to, you know, avoid it or put some fairy dust on top or something like that. Yes. And me too. And, so, and still, I know this very well. And it's, very human to want to avoid pain avoidance is very human but it's also it doesn't ultimately serve and i've just learned it's like the, the braver you can be to just dive in the sooner it's just you shift it it's not like it's a race it's not about faster is better but just the sooner you you face it meet it shift it you might as well just go in <laughs> and address yeah. it as well found is there anything you would like to add to this topic of especially money manifestation well yeah i feel that the journey to welcoming money in is a journey of welcoming in more pleasure, mm -hmm. um, more joy, more bliss, you mentioned, and feeling safe to let that in. And yeah. for me, this is actually very physiological, which is that it's about our nervous system and our your physical body, your physical nervous system actually being able to receive. So I call it rewiring to receive. So this journey of money, mm. journey of welcoming and pleasure, letting yourself be loved, held, supported, feeling safe and secure and held and allowing your body to let that in, which then from that place, you know, creates space for more creativity, more joy, more bliss, just feeling alive, feeling the joy of being, and then tapping into inspiration for whatever you want to create, right? And I would say that's the, for me, in, in terms of the, 
the beautiful big picture for money manifestation. That's it. And our sexual energy is 100% connected to that. You know, it's, it's yeah. about waking up our sexual essence, our energy, our life force energy, and understanding that, that is how we create. You know, literally, we create humans from sex, right? But it's like there's so much more that we can create. It's not just about reproducing human beings. It's about it's pure how we create everything. So um, that is that is the vision. That's a sort of and obviously we're not always in that space. But this is you know it's a practice of coming back into that flow as much as we can and understanding when we're not in that we're out of alignment and that's okay. It's not about being perfect. But it's like, okay, we're inviting ourselves back into that blissful alignment as much as possible. And from there, like you were saying, we're going to create in a way that's contributing to all of life because we understand we're not separate from life, that we are life. You know, we impact each other. And so for me, it's this beautiful kind of flow of giving and receiving. For me, that when we're in this money place, it's not, we've been so taught about like the I and the ego and mine and you know, control and possession and power over and domination. And we're really, I see us moving out of that era, <laughs> that experiment mm. and understanding is like, no, 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 no children. <laughs> uh, we're coming back into like, I guess it's oneness. Like we're, we're, we're unique. Yeah. We're unique expressions of, but that we are, we're not separate. <laughs> we're really not. True. For me, this whole journey is about coming into that alignment and and trying to live it and breathe it and be it as much as possible. Yeah, beautiful. And for me, in the beginning, this sounded also abstract. It was just a concept, you know, of like, okay, I have to do this and this and that, and then I can manifest money or I have to heal this and that, and then I can experience like sacred sexuality. You know, I can see how it's all coming together more and more and how it's more and more natural. And what you said about this old way of money being this ego, I have more than you kind of like, look at my car and my, my villa or whatever. I think the word wealth, it's very similar to health. I mean, it's one letter different and it's just literally abundance is like a natural state of being. You can see it everywhere in nature, like a apple tree has more apples than someone could ever eat. It's like, basically, this is a natural concept. And for us, it's more about in this new era to allow this area of our lives to be healthy without all the attachments and all the ego kind of identities with it, you know. Absolutely. And I think we've been fed so many ideas about what wealth is, right? Like you were saying, the villas and the cars, that might not be wealth for someone that might not be what someone wants to do with their money so i think for us it's like we're listening to our hearts like what do we really want and i found that this abundance work actually there's a beautiful simplicity about it yeah so it doesn't mean more and i actually think it addresses consumerism as well because it's really about what is it that's truly going to bring fulfillment and and that i find it's more of a quality over quantity and it's not just about the physical or physical experience it's how we're feeling within it And so we stop searching so much out, understanding it starts within. And I was like, hmm, what brings me joy? Yeah, maybe it is a, a car or a yacht or a villa, yeah. but maybe not. Maybe for me, it's like a beautiful meal with people I love and having time to just be, for example. Like for me, that is wealthy, you know. Um, so it's. I think it's also about us redefining what wealth is and Um, unhooking 
those kind of ideas, all the marketing <laughs> yeah. and uh, like really listening, like what's it that I really, really want? You know, what is that? And it's usually something so simple and beautiful and natural, you know, so yeah, natural. That's it. Exactly. And it's a journey. It's an on and I'm, you know, I've been doing this work for a very long time and it's a constant unfolding and uncovering and discovering, which is what makes it keeps it interesting as well. Is there one tip you would give the men for their journey of healing and manifesting abundance so much love for men so much love i mean the the main message is really is sort of understanding that your sensitivity and vulnerability is part of your masculine power yeah. and to for me it's this reintegration and you know i, I feel the great desire to serve and protect within the divine masculine which is super gorgeous yeah. And you don't have to be that idea of like strong masculine, like what that looks like for me, I think is part of the work we're needing to do is integrating again, the sensitivity. It's okay to also be vulnerable. It's okay to fear. Yeah. It's okay to, to not have it all together. It doesn't take away from your power. Not at all. And no. I think it enhances. I actually think it it's a more attracting energy anyways. Yeah, and I feel like the ability to be vulnerable is a sign of true strength. It's not actually weakness. It's it's courage and it's strength. Because everything Definitely. else is actually just being like in the coward mode, hiding behind the mask of like whatever macho kind of like facade to not be have to feel or not have to actually risk something like being vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. And for me as a woman, I can't speak for all women. I find it very attractive. I find that much more of an attractive energy than like the kind of tough bravado i guess because i can feel it's not it's, it's a not front real. <laughs> it's not real it's like, okay but it also it doesn't exclude it doesn't i think we're in such an all or nothing it could be and like sensitivity and still be really powerful you know it's totally. just that that's human we've got vulnerabilities and we can be very powerful and and i do i just feel like we have to embrace all of it now totally. and i think that's hard for men i think there's a, so much pressure on men and uh, there's a lot of you know work for us to do there and, and women it's it might be slightly different but same same you know similar yeah. similar it's not that we're not it's not that different from and you, earlier you've been speaking about uh, that we don't have that many examples of how like really hard connected power looks like you know in leadership and I've been finding out I was holding a retreat and I also noticed and observed in myself that I was more a bit into this, okay, I have to kind of like have my stuff together, you know, to be the leader here and to yeah. hold the space. And then I found out what actual leadership that was asked from me was to include and show my own vulnerability and tears even. There was needed to really bring the thing to a new level and to have everyone actually feel much more more led and guided by this emotional leadership as well and i think that's one of the keys to a more heart connected leader to move towards a space where we can also show our vulnerability and not pretend that we have it all together the whole time where we can actually be whole and honest authentic beings and show all of us which takes a lot of courage and a lot of like true leadership to establish this new way of leadership Oh my gosh, yes, Max, yes. And something that I've been really thinking about so much again is how do we avoid abuse of power? You know, when we're looking at people give their power away to leaders who abuse their power. And I think what you've just said is is one of the antidotes to that, that if yeah. you as a leader are sharing your vulnerability, no one's going to put you on this pedestal, right? That's like, you've real. got all together. 
it's just real and it's it's a leveler and it stops this sort of hierarchy thing where people yeah. give their power away to other people thinking that person has a solution for me it's like no that person doesn't they can be an inspiration to you but we yeah. find it within so i think what you said is absolutely the future of leadership and it's beautiful i know it's really hard to do it you know it's yeah. being vulnerable is hard it's not a comfortable thing Thank you so much, Dara, for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I think our listeners get a lot out of this. How can people find out more about you and the work you do and how to get in contact with you and check out your content? Yeah, I would love that. So I'm on Instagram, Laura Waldman Official. I have a YouTube channel. I can Google Laura Waldman Abundance Activator. I've got a lot of free resources there. I'm on Facebook, Laura Waldman Abundance Activator, um, LinkedIn. So yeah, and I love connecting and I love creating some kind of personal connection. So happy to receive messages and, and start a conversation. Nice. I'll put the link of all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on here today, Lara. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for the Heart of a King podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes and interviews coming out every week.